Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Sunday afternoon in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, Assistant Sports Editor for Multimedia at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joined today by Paul Zeiss after a Steelers butt-kicking at the hands of the Houston Texans. Um, Things really didn't go well in either facet today, Paul. uh, What are your first thoughts on this game? Let's just get right to it. Uh, Actually, I'm sort of stunned, Adam. I'm a little bit stunned. Uh... I did. I thought that the defense would play a lot better than they played. I mean, I know we're going to talk about the offense and break it down, but I, I don't know what really to expect from the offense because I don't know how good the quarterback is. We all we know about the coordinator. The offensive line had a couple of, you know, uh, misfit parts or whatever. So I wasn't sure that the offense would go down there and light it up, but I certainly didn't think that they would have to score 31 points to win this game either. Um, and I thought that the defense, listen, CJ Stroud is really good. Uh, he looked to me like he won the rookie for sure. But the other thing about it is I thought one of the biggest differences between him and, and Kenny Pickett was just how confident he was. You know, when he dropped back, he, he was confident. He got rid of the ball quick. When he, when he rolled out, he was looking down the field. Um, he did a lot of things that really we have not seen from Kenny Pickett at all. So, um, you know, the quarterback, I knew he was good, but he actually probably uh, was a little better than I thought he is, and I think he's got a chance to be really good. But to me, when I look at what the defense did and how they let him basically shred, shred them and how the, the, that the Texans were able to run the ball as well, um, all of that added up to a game that I just I didn't see it coming. You had told me that the Texans were going to win against the Steelers, I'd have said, well, the Steelers turn it over a couple times, and you know what I mean? There's a couple fluky plays and whatever, and the, the Texans win 17-16 to 16 or something. This was just an ass-kicking from the start to the finish. Yeah, I, th- I think so too, Paul. And we're going to get into both facets of the game, offense and defense, because I think there's a lot to chew on. Uh, just a reminder before we get too far in here that the uh, this, this show is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save on energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella Windows and Doors to find the right product for your home and budget. budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. Um, Paul, I, I, I want to get into the defense in a little bit here, but I do want to talk at the top of the show about 
Kenny Pickett's injured. Um, he was out for the rest of the game. As you and I are talking right now, we don't have an update. The beat writers um, down in Houston may have something by the time we finish the stream, but you and I currently don't know what's going to go on with Kenny Pickett. Um, what did you think of the way he, that he played today, and what kind of loss is it if they do lose him for a period of one, two, three weeks here, and, and the Steelers have to go with, with Mitch Trubisky? Uh, uh, you know what, Adam? And, and I hate to say this because it sounds like I'm burying the dead, but I was ready for him to be replaced anyway. And what I mean by that is the, the drive where he got hurt, first of all, can we talk about that fourth down and one call that ended up with him getting sacked and him getting hurt? I have no idea what Matt Canada is doing in that case, but I'm sure we're going to have a segment talking about Canada, so I'll leave that for that. But at that point, once they didn't get the first down, even if he had got healthy, I probably would have put Mr. Bisky in anyway. Um, you know what? He's not the, He's not growing. He's not getting any better. He's not developing. He's not, you know, we, we saw a flash of it. Everybody got excited because there were two drives last week's game where he looked like, okay, wow, this is the offense that we're going to see. This is pretty good. Other than that, in 17 games, I mean, literally, you know, we're talking about a guy in 17 games where you could break down all of his good plays or his good drives into about five drives in 17 games. I mean, really. I mean, that's and those glimpses are enough that people hold on to them and all that other stuff. And I think maybe he might be good enough at some point. He isn't right now. And I don't know that he will be. Um, and so, to me, I, I, I get it. Steelers drafted him. They're developing him and all this other stuff. But when I see a guy like C.J. Stroud playing, who's a rookie, right, and he's growing and getting better every single week, he makes quicker decisions than Kenny Pickett already. He looks the part more than Kenny Pickett does. I just look at it and I just say, basically, you know what, I don't know if this guy really has it or not. Um, so, obviously, you know, losing him is tough. You don't want to see anyone get hurt. I get it. I, I understand all of that. But the biggest thing for me, is that I don't know that you lose a ton when you go to Mitch Trubisky because some of the things he does better than Kenny Pickett, some of the things he does are probably worse than Kenny Pickett. He's going to probably turn it over more than Kenny Pickett, but that's because he's going to actually take chances and throw the ball down the field and do everything in his power to try and make plays. That might be good. That might be bad. I don't know. But I know this, the way that Kenny Pickett was playing, the real conservative style, you know, and all the other stuff, and part of it's by design. You're not in the NFL. You can't win playing that way. You just can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I was ready to see Mitch Trubisky as well, but then he came right out. Paul almost threw that one interception. <laughs> Did not look great. No great shakes himself. Um, I'm curious to see how he responds. Curious to see how the offense responds. If, in fact, we get more Mitch Trubisky in the weeks to come. You led into the Matt Canada segment well there, Paul, referencing that fourth and one where – Kenny Pickett was hurt. They were in shotgun. Um, it, it, they had one yard to get. I feel like all the football I've watched for this, you know, what, for about a month into football season here, Paul, college pros, that tush-push, um, brotherly shove play is, is increasingly what teams do in that situation. And the Steelers went to the exact opposite, um, not only not going with the quarterback sneak, but also – you know, you had some momentum going with Najee Harris at points in this game. Don't go to him. Don't go to Jalen Warren, your best one-cut runner. Was that a microcosm of, of 
the chaos with this offense right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. They, they ran the ball well on that drive. That's how they kind of got the drive before. That's how they kind of got back into the game a little bit, went down and got a field goal. So it's now fourth and one. A, you're in shotgun. And B, you try – I don't even know what – now, uh, I think it was Pickens was wide open in the, in the middle of the field. I mean, whoever was supposed to be the primary receiver was, was open. But I don't understand why you even do that play. Didn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I thought down along the goal line didn't make a lot of sense to me what they tried to do. I thought early in the game, C.J. Stroud came out. They had scripted plays. They went right down the field. Then Matt Canada comes out, and it's like, well, now we're going to have to run the ball. I mean, it's excruciatingly painful watching the Steelers' offense because every single yard seems to take so much effort to get. And, you know, every single first down seems to take so much effort to get. It's ridiculous. We talked a lot this week, or at least Mike Tomlin talked a lot this week, about how offense can build on itself, and that's what we saw in Vegas where, you know, they got a couple first downs. They were able to do some things with tempo. They were able to do some things with different looks. I'm getting to the point, Paul, where I feel like it's working the opposite way for this offense, though, where one dumb play call where they lose eight yards for no reason, where they, you know, get stuffed for 10 yards, they're way behind the sticks, and they don't have enough first and second down play calls that are – that seem to be designed to gain more than like three or four yards and keep them on schedule, those plays kill this offense. And it feels like it's a snowball in the opposite direction when they when they aren't getting that first first down to kind of get the thing started. Once they do, sometimes it looks like an offense, but they're not making the plays to kind of get to that point where the offense can build on itself. And I feel like you have to look at the play calling there because um, you know, they're just not scheming things up. To, to I, I think There was one throw that Houston had to tank Dell. It was real quick. It was a nice and easy 10-yard game. The Steelers never make plays like that in this offense, Paul. They had the, like, the long couple bombs, but it, it just feels like the, the, you know, they have too many useless play calls, and then when you're not getting as many snaps as they did last week in Vegas, those plays that you royally screw up only get magnified. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I watched the Texans go right down the field with scripted plays, right? Some rollouts, some throws, some runs, uh, a naked bootleg or whatever it was for Stroud, right? The second or the, 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 the final touchdown they scored was a handoff, you know, trick play type thing. But you can do that when you're moving the ball and when you have a lot of things that you have to worry about. Um, you know, in terms of making the defense think about all the different weapons you have, but that's because you're using them the right way. And in, in, in the Steelers' offense, think about how painful it is. And you, they got to grind every single yard out. And here's the thing, uh, Adam, and this is probably the biggest indictment of the Steelers' offense in that Canada. I'm not even a coach. I'm not even somebody who's a scout. I'm not even one of these guys like Chris Carter that watches the All-22 and breaks it down the film. 
And I can tell you almost assuredly every single play by the formation, what they're going to do. So if that's the case, like I sit there and watch the game, I'm like, all right, here comes a running. Here comes a play. This will be like a pass, a play action pass. You know what I mean? Like you can see by their formation almost and figure out what they're going to do. If I can do that and I'm not sitting three, four days in the office like coaches are doing watching film, what do you think these coaches are doing? I mean, it's not a mystery. There were some plays where the Texans, you know, the Texans were in the backfield and knew what the Steelers were doing better than the Steelers knew what they were doing. And so, to me, that's a that's an indictment on Matt Canada. That's an indictment on the offense. And 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 quite frankly, that's why I just don't know that they're going to be, you know, they're going to get any better. And the bottom line is, if they play Miami, you know, if they, if they make the playoffs, I know it's a long way, but they play Miami in the playoffs. If they play Buffalo in the playoffs, if they play Kansas City in the playoffs. Hell, you know, it looks like Jacksonville found something today. Like if they if they play any of these teams in the playoffs that can score points. What they're doing is not going to be good enough. Yeah, you got to be able to win. Like I, I know we're going to talk about the defense here in a second, Paul, and I, I totally get where you're coming from. With you know, they didn't look good today either, but you're going to have to win some games in the 30s, especially right. if you're going to be a good team. And and some days your defense is just not going to have it like today. Um, even though I thought it, it kind of responded well after that first drive where they gave up seven, I thought they kept in the the offense in the game for a long time, um, and the offense just didn't respond. And then things started to kind of get away once it was clear you know, the offense wasn't coming back in this game. Um, but you're going to have to win games in the thirties once in a while. And and they're just so ill-equipped at this point that if you're not getting set up with short fields, if you're not getting two defensive touchdowns, like you did against Cleveland, can this offense really even get to 20, let alone 30 on a consistent basis? Well, I feel like the answer right now is no. Right. And I'll tell you, I mean, a great, another great example, Adam, I mean, they had fourth and maybe two or three, with about nine minutes left, something like that, eight minutes left, whatever it was. And they're down three scores and they punted. And I'm thinking to myself, on what planet is, are they living that they think that they, they, they're going to be able to score three times? Like, they're, you know what I mean? Uh, they need every possession they could get. They got to go for it here. Because even if the Texans get the field goal, you know what? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you're still three scores down, but scoring on three possessions, I just didn't see how that was going to happen. I thought that was really a mistake because their offense is so bad and their offense is so, it takes so long to score and it's so hard to score. I just feel like, you know what, they need to scrap the entire thing and go back, come back with a different philosophy. People are screaming for us to talk about Mike Tomlin, Tomlin in the comments. Um, I'll say this, Paul. The, the way Houston was running their offense today, um, they, they neutralized the Steelers' pass rush very well, and it did not seem like the Steelers had any answers for that. Adam Archuleta on the CBS broadcast was calling out all these you know, well-designed plays um, and, and just the way that you know, he was impressed by Houston's coaching staff and D'Amico Ryans today. So I'll, I'll throw a little red meat out to you guys. Um, did did Mike Tomlin get out coached today? You know, obviously people didn't play well, but it just seemed like Houston was a better coached team, and, and so I will give everyone in the in the chat that. Well, I mean, obviously he did because he's a part of the coaching staff, and Matt Canada is a part of the coaching staff. So yes, I, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, Mike Tomlin to me, uh, his sin today probably was it didn't look like the team was ready to play. 
Now they're professionals. They're all millionaires, but they got to go. I mean, but at, at the end of the day, you can't come out and play the way they played. That was ridiculous. Um, they looked flat early on. They never really got going. I think the offense is, is, is you know, he's got to take responsibility for it because he's a part of the, the coaching staff. But the other part of it is we all know that's his defense. So, yes, I mean, again, Mike Tomlin, be, be, contrary to popular belief, Mike Tomlin generally doesn't lose a game like this. He generally doesn't lose to bad teams. Now, I'm going to say this. I think C.J. Stroud makes the Texans probably a better team than we thought when we looked at them in the preseason. In other words, you know, if you're a playoff team, you should probably still be, uh, beat them. But it, it wasn't a fluke. And I don't think it was a fluke that they beat Jacksonville last week. So, you know, I don't know that this was a quote-unquote Tomlin game. I actually think that Houston might be better than we think they are. But, yes, D'Amico Ryan's had a better day than Tomlin. Yeah, yeah, I think you can. I think you can say both of those things. That maybe he, this this isn't a disaster in the sense that you lost to a terrible team. I, I saw a pretty good team out there, especially considering how banged up their offensive line was and their ability to still get the ball out. And it was that was coaching, right? Like that you don't have the horses to go head to head mano a mano with the Steelers, and you still find a way, um, you know, to 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 get things working. That's coaching. So you know, give them credit for that. And I think Mike Tomlin was definitely out coached. Paul, I want to talk a little bit more about the defense. Before we do, though, um, just a quick shout-out to a couple more sponsors, Goldberg, Persky, and White. If you were diagnosed with mesothelioma or lung cancer, call your local attorneys at Goldberg, Persky, and White. For over 40 years, their firm has represented thousands of lung cancer and mesothelioma victims. Call 1-800-COMPLEX or visit gpwlaw.com for a free consultation. Also, thank you to Propel Schools. Propel's 13 public charter schools in Allegheny County build a solid academic foundation for lifelong learning and offer more personalized instruction at every level during your child's kindergarten through 12th grade education journey. Give them, um, give your ch- children the quality education they deserve. Learn more and apply at Propel Schools by visiting propelschools.org. Um, Paul, how do you add, what kind of grade do you give this defense today? Adding up that they looked real bad on that opening drive. They had about three or four chances down near the goal line to, to stop Houston, hold them to a field goal, did not do that. Um, from there, held them to, to field goals, kept that game within a couple of possessions into the fourth quarter, um, and then just kind of collapse late. Um, the, the pass rush was, was quite well neutralized. I think there was some good stuff going on in the secondary. I think there was some bad stuff going on in the secondary. Um, what, would, what would you grade the whole effort? Well, I'll start with that last point you made. How can Joey Porter not get on the field on this team? How can he not get on the field on this team? Levi Wallace, I know he had the two interceptions last week. I didn't think he played great last week. He didn't play good again this week. Peterson is obviously a step too slow. Uh, he, that guy, you know, that the last touchdown, the dude just blew right past him. It wasn't even ridiculous. I mean, it wasn't even like a great move or some double move or something. He just blew right past him, and Peterson couldn't catch him. Uh, I have no idea how Joey Porter can't get on the field with this thing. That's number one. But number two, the defense, if you're going to be elite – when it is crunch time in the game, you need to get stops. And they gave up two touchdowns. I don't want to hear they were tired because they're on the field a lot. They were discouraged because the offense wasn't doing anything. That's If you're an elite defense, you basically shut that game down and give your offense a chance to get back. Now, the offense didn't do anything, so it didn't matter. But the reality of the situation is Mike Tomlin kicked the field goal twice because he thought his defense would be able to, you know, to shut the other team down and they could get back into the game. 
So to me, I give the defense probably a C minus. You know, I grade them a little differently than their offense. The offense, I give an F. But the defense, I give them probably a C minus because they did keep them in the game for a while, but not nearly enough and not nearly long enough, you know? And, and I think that's the, that's the biggest issue to me is that you you have a chance if you're, you know, if your defense is shutting the other team down, you have a chance to come back. But they, they couldn't do that. They gave up big plays. They gave up big plays on third down. They gave up running plays. They're a gas in the running game some. Um, you know, I don't think they had a sack. They might have had one, but I don't think they did. So they really didn't get after the passer like they do. Really just not a very good effort at all. Yeah, no, and, and I think that leads in well to my next question, which is you, you don't get the pass rush that you're used to getting. Um, C.J. Stroud knew where to go with the ball, got it out quick. Um, again, going back to that game play we mentioned earlier, are you worried at all that this that this effort is going to be – you know, tape that a lot of teams are watching moving forward is how you can beat the Steelers pass rush, even when TJ Watts in there. Honestly, Paul, this game looked a lot like a lot of Wattless games last year when he was not in there, um, when you just really didn't notice the pass rush. And and it was because TJ Stroud was, was so confident with the football. Um, the Steelers are going to face some good quarterbacks down the stretch here. I mean, we're not close to down the stretch, but you know what I mean on the schedule. Um, what's your level of concern that this is going to be a template? Well, I mean, they, uh, I mean, they'll obviously make some adjustments. And teams have been watching Watt and Highsmith and tried a lot of different things. It worked today. Uh, they'll go back and look at it. I don't worry too much about that because the Steelers, in general, you, week after week after week, they're going to get pass rush. Houston had a good game plan today. You know, I don't know how many teams have a quarterback like C.J. Stroud. You know, next week, obviously, Lamar Jackson, you know, is, is a guy who probably will do some good things. Uh in getting the ball out and maybe beating their pass rush, but they've had a lot of success against the Ravens. So uh, I don't worry about anything long-term with it, but for one day, and really they needed the the, the, the pass rush to be what it normally is for one day. Uh, they just didn't get anything going. Paul, what do you think of Broderick Jones going in there for Dan Moore? Um, Dan Moore was out for the game. So it wasn't, I think the benching that a lot of people had been hoping for uh, where, where, Broderick Jones replaces Dan Moore on merit, um, but, but he does play, you know, substantially in his first real NFL game today. Um, what was your assessment of, of that effort? I thought they ran pretty good, pretty well behind him. I thought they, you know, that, that showed up a little bit. Um, I thought that, that they ran reasonably well behind him. Um, you know, and Moore Jr., you know, is not the only, I mean, and Kenny Pickett. I mean, they also lost Fryermuth. So this could have been a this could be a costly game if some of those guys you know are out or whatever. But I thought Broderick Jones actually played reasonably well in the run game, and um, you know by the time he really got in, the game was kind of over. So I don't know if it's really really uh, uh, a fair assessment of what he can be. But it looks like next week he'll have to play. So we'll see. Yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. Um, you know, Paul, especially early on, I was looking. I think the run-pass ratio ended up being much closer to 50-50 by the end. It was really the only thing that was working for that Steelers offense in the second half. But in the first half, they had a chance to establish Najee Harris. He was averaging five yards a carry, and they still were going two-to-one to the pass. Um, you know, it, it, we've talked – you and I have talked a lot about are they going to really establish the run? Are they going to look – um, you know, like some of these teams that are able to run diverse run schemes, and they just didn't seem interested today, Paul. Even even when it was working, 
Um, it, it really yeah. felt like they, they didn't want to do it. And, and I think that's a, a concern considering how much this team seems to be built around the running game. Well, and they don't stick with it. They're not patient with it. But the other part of it is their running plays are just boring. I mean, I, 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 they've got to block better. You know, the one time they did score a touchdown, it was because the running game was working. It's got to be more patient, a little bit more patient, and mix it in a little bit better. There's no flow to their offense. There's no creativity. There's no, there's no you know, nothing to keep teams guessing and, and, and whatnot. And as a result, they're very predictable. Um, but they also, you know, they're, they're, if they want to be a running team, you've got to be patient. And they're not very patient. Paul, um, the Bengals got smoked today. The Ravens win in – I'm pretty sure they held on to win in, in Cleveland. Um, what's the level of importance of this game next week against Baltimore um, coming back home? Does it feel like a must-win to you? Does it feel like that you got to at least see some life out of this team? Or, or does it feel we could, you know, if they don't win next week, that you could careen toward a similarly bad first half of the season like you did last year? Yeah, I think if, I think if they win, obviously it changes everything. But if they lose, they're still not really out of it. But, you know, be, you'd rather be three and two than two and three. But that's why this game was so important. If you, lo- if you win this game, next week's game is gravy, you know, because uh, it's still early in the season. But now you've got to kind of win the game next week. Uh, you don't want to get your third loss already because you got some other games coming up that are tough. But the most important thing for them right now is getting healthy and figuring out who's healthy and who's not. I think Tuesday's press conference is going to be very, very important in determining really what their team is going to look like next week. Paul, I know you got to run. Any final thoughts on the game today? No, I mean, again, it's a terrible game. Believe me, uh, uh, if ever there was a, a day that we could cut it short a few minutes, it was today because today was such a stinker. Uh, I want to see so many. I want to hear what Mike Tomlin has to say on Tuesday, number one, about who's healthy and who's not. Number two, I actually am, am to the point where if he announced that he was going to have Mike Sullivan or somebody take over play calling duties, I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't be that. You know, I don't know that you fire Matt Canada because in the middle of the season it's tough to fire your offensive coordinator, but I, w- I would think about doing some different things in terms of trying to mix it up because what they're doing is not working. But for the most part, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot uh, else really to discuss here in this game. They got their ass kicked up front on both sides of the ball. The quarterback from the, uh, the, the, the Texans is, is much better than the Steelers quarterback, Right. And the offensive coaching and game planning on the offense uh, for, for Houston is much better than the Steelers. It's that simple. And the defense, is no, they're not elite. You can't call them elite if you can't go out and shut the other team down and give your team a chance to win in the second half against a rookie quarterback. Yeah, it's certainly not dominant, Paul. I think sometimes we what are what are the what do these words mean? What does elite mean? What does dominant mean? I don't think the Steelers' defense is dominant. Um, that doesn't mean it can't be good on a week to week basis. But um, to your point, there are flaws that teams can exploit, and and even good defenses are going to have those days. The Steelers won Super Bowls with dominant defenses, and I think you're seeing the difference in this team. Uh, but Paul, I'm going to let you go. Everyone else, please uh, stay tuned all this week. Christopher Carter will be back with the North Shore Drive on Monday. Um, breaking this game down further. We'll have much more conversation all week. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like this video if you enjoyed it. Help us out in the YouTube algorithm. 
Um, and we will talk to you again next week after Steelers Ravens um, in uh, back at Acrisure Stadium. Must win game, I think, for the Steelers. So we will have a lot to break down then. Uh, Paul, talk to you then. All right, we'll see you, my man. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you enjoyed the video, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Apple Podcast channel for more podcast content. Click below for a special deal of 99 cents for a three-month subscription to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette.